Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Deacon Bob. And I'm Father Dave. Welcome back from vacation. Thank you. I missed you. Yes, well, well I'm supposed to say I missed you too, right? No, you just, uh, we're all about honesty words, and transparency. Words. Yeah, yeah, the, the views, <laughs> yeah, the, the image, the image said it all. Let's get right to sports. There we go. Yeah. You're going to love that. It's going to it's going to grow it's on you. It's starting to hang. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. So, uh we had something that was almost well something that had never happened in professional sports before. Last week, we were on the verge of what people started to call sweepmess, which was we were looking at the potential of four teams, four professional teams sweeping the other teams. So if we had a sports update last week, but Which instead we, didn't. we did this nonsense right, this musical music, journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, in hockey, in both uh, Eastern and Western Conference in hockey, we had the Vegas Knights that were up three games in the series against the Dallas Stars, and we had the Florida Panthers who were up three games against the Carolina Hurricanes. And then in the NBA, we had the Miami Heat up three games in the Celtics, and we had the Nuggets up three games in the Lakers. Well, of course, those things did not occur. Let's start oh, with the not. NHL, and let's not say we need to do this quickly. Okay. We might do it quickly, let's but let's just past. not make the statement okay, right, about it. So um, the, the Panthers are crushing it. Yeah. Panthers made it through. Yeah, uh, Mike Tuchuk has become a household name. Absolutely. I'm, I'm actually a big, I'm rooting for the Panthers. He's going to be on our Advent wreath next year. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, the Panthers have the greatest alternate retro jersey that's mm-hmm. there. It's like palm trees. They totally they, do. They just really lean into they, it. They rock it. Um, but meanwhile, the uh, Stars and Las Vegas Knights are still undecided. The Stars... Those plucky Dallas Stars, they plucky. won't go down. No, they won't. Uh, they, they won the next two games, so I think we're going into game six tonight. Probably by the time you hear this, it might be resolved, but we'll find out. We will. In the NBA, of course, your uh, Denver Nuggets. Favorite team since I was a child. Is that right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Did sweep the Los Angeles Lakers. Which makes us happy. Does it? Yes. It makes you happy. Makes you sad. A little bit sad, though it was a great series. Uh, to be it honest. It was a sweep. It was a sweep, but it was still a great series. You're it, right. I agree. It, nothing, it wasn't a blown out. No, no. It, it, was, it, it wasn't as, blown out. As much out. as a sweep can be, it was not As much out. as a sweep can be, it was not blown out. And by the way, the Lakers were overperforming. Sure. The Lakers at least gave us that amazing Lakers-Warriors series, which was yeah, really, which is really incredible. Yeah. But uh, I think whoever wins the East, they're going to get ruled by the Nuggets. Uh, but meanwhile, in the, the East, in the East, the Miami Heat were up three games to nothing. It looked as though the Celtics... We're goners. The Celtics have won the past three games. We're going into game seven. Teams that were down three games to nothing are zero and 150 in the history of the NBA. So the Celtics could potentially rewrite the books and be that team. I think it's gone to the fourth game a number of times, maybe three times. Yeah, but they haven't won it. They've never won. Right. So um, it would be so Celtics to actually do that. You think to lose it? No, to win it. Oh, yeah, to win yeah, it, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, and they're going back to Boston. I believe I had the Celtics and the Nuggets going in. I gave this. you the Celtics no, and I the Nuggets. I believe that's what I took. Mm, okay, sure, we can replay that later. Let's Patrick, do. maybe you can bring Let's up that do. clip. Yeah. It's a one so against the West, eight, Okay, right? I'm going to call the teams right now, okay. and you have to pick the okay, other teams, okay. and I think you're going to be okay with this. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to root for the Lakers over okay. the Nuggets. Oh, come on, Nuggets. And I'm going to root for the Heat 
oh, over yeah. the Celtics. Yeah, like yeah I'm, give, I'm totally giving you like the favorite team. And I actually kind of like the Celtics. But... Um, boy, that last game six was a buzzer beater. They, uh, The Celtics had the ball, an inbound pass with, I think, two and a half seconds. Well, first off, Butler gets fouled and had to make three free throws in a row yes. from, the, from the line. He makes them all, and then they go to this. And then they go to this. So I think it was Tatum that tried to make the shot, falling backwards. Mm-hmm. It bounces off the rim, and uh, White, the Celtic player, taps it in, and literally they did the replay like with .2 seconds left, yeah, pulls his yeah, hand yeah. from the ball, it goes in. Everyone's just stunned. Nobody's celebrating because it was so close, and then when they look at the replay, It was nuts Celtics because win. at the missed shot, all of the heat, Fans thought that they won. It was a right. wideout, and they were just going nuts. But then you saw the look on the play on the Celtics, and they thought they made it. I yeah, mean, yeah. He, the guy said, I, "I made it. I made it. I made it." And it was pretty great. Yeah, I had just I gotten saw, back from the there evening. Was, there was a video online of a wedding in Miami. Oh, oh, with oh, with oh. Heat fans. So they're all you know they're at the reception. They're watching the game. Oh. When Tatum misses the shot. Oh. They start exploding confetti. Somebody has a big Miami Heat fan flag. Everybody's uh-uh. dancing uh-uh. and running uh-uh. around. And then suddenly somebody a minute uh-uh. later is like, wait, wait, stop. Uh-uh. We awful. lost the game. That's awful. That's a gut punch. No, it was great. So I was, Father Jonathan and I, This again, having the games out on the East Coast, they're so late. So Father Jonathan right. and I were the only ones up. Um, but it was I saw the fourth quarter. It was one of the best fourth quarters. It's, it's funny because when I was on vacation, I was on a total – we're at a place up in a cabin in Media northern Michigan. blackout. Yeah, yeah. We didn't watch any TV. Uh, I mean, no wi What did you, no what did you do, like read? I did. I read a couple of books. Uh, I fished a lot. This is something as I was driving down here we'd, we've never really talked about. Yeah. Anyway, so that was sports. Yeah, yeah. So fishing is an, a massive <laughs> Fishing is sport. not a sport. Have you ever fished? Um. No. I want to take you fishing. No, I don't actually. I just, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to imagine my. If right I find now, baseball boring, can there be like a, I, I a, a hook clock on fishing? I that would make fishing more putting, interesting. Putting a worm on oh, a hook. That'd be so gross. It would be the, one of the funnest things I think I've ever experienced. So, yeah. So, uh, Father Joe Lehman and I, we went up this little area by Traverse City, Northern Michigan, and we just relaxed. Honestly, the mornings we were always kind of quiet and we pray and have mass together. And then afternoons we'd fish. We go. We went on a hike every day, just about every day. We went rode bikes one day. Um, you know, Father, um, Father John Bullius' father passed away. So, yeah. so we were in the area. In the area, we we're four hours away. So we drove up and yeah. went to the funeral. And it was funny uh, on the way. But I mean, it was eight hours of driving to go to a funeral that lasted okay. about an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, but sounds like going to Disney World. John has been, yeah. John has just been a, a great brother of mine for a long time, and you were in a household together. We're roommates together, household, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but Father Joe said something that was so true. He said, "You never regret going to a funeral. Huh. It's like it's really true. You never walk away. It's like I shouldn't have done that. You know, <laughs> that was a waste of time. There could be other things that are. It's like I shouldn't, but." So that was really, it was really a blessing to be able to do that. But yeah, so we had a week of quiet and the weather was, it was funny. It was kind of chilly in the mor- in the mornings mm. and in the evenings. You, you like fires? You like campfires, don't you? Um, I don't like going outside. Yeah. Our, we grew up so differently. Yeah. yeah. But I do have like a little gas fireplace. You my push t- a button my, and my actually TV, your, your porch area is. Oh, my porch area is actually quite is nice. Yeah, now I'm actually liking that. Yeah, I have like a gas fire pit now and it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. You're, you've got so one of the best like. porch areas in 
in the business. In, in Jefferson County, Yeah, because it's sure. got a little refrigerator there, and you've got your adult beverages, and you've mm-hmm. got your grill, and you've got an outdoor TV to watch a game. And I've got my huge Tampa speaking Bay logo. Of, speaking of. Mm-hmm. What? Although it's too late. Are you saying you're going to watch the game tonight? What is the game tonight? The Celtics. Oh, was that tonight? I thought yeah. that was tomorrow night. No. No, Celtics eat tonight. Oh, yeah, that, that'll be exciting. Yeah, yeah come over. Who's, who's going to win? Celtics. I think so. I think so too. But I'm still rooting for the Heat. Now, just to put this ahead, so whoever, uh, going forward, I'll be rooting for the Eastern Conference champion. And I'm rooting for And you're rooting for the Western Conference. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I'd be okay with. I picked them both. Exactly. I know. And just like you just picked this now. Um, And I'm actually, I will be wholeheartedly rooting for the Celtics because I do like, I'm very grateful for the Celtics and New England in general. Your sister's got to love the Celtics. Because, oh yeah, my sister's crazy about it. But really it's because of New England that we, uh, Tampa got Tom Brady. You might not realize this, but actually Tom Brady played somewhere in New England before he came to the Buccaneers. Really? He perfected his craft. You know, he won some Super Bowls. He lost some Super Bowls. You know, did he, he was kind of... Did he lose a Super Bowl with uh, Tampa Bay? Uh, no, he was he perfect. He was perfect. Un- That's perfect. Right. And so I'm grateful. I mean, obviously, Brady will always be remembered as a Buccaneer. Sure. But I don't think we should forget his roots. And okay. that's why I'm going to be reading... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. Great. That's great. Yeah, so it was a good vacation. Um Good to be home. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah. They only sing at the end. Get it right. I'm trying to get it right. So this past Sunday was World Hunger Day, which brings awareness to the many people who live in hunger and poverty. We'd like to give a quick shout out to an organization helping to change that. Named for our blessed mother, Mary's Meals provides food for some of the world's poorest children across 18 countries. They feed over 2 million children every school day, giving them both a good meal and the ability to succeed in school. At Franciscan University, our students have hosted fundraisers to help sponsor their kitchens. And in 2015, Mary's Meals also earned the Pavarello Medal, which is the university's highest non-academic award. If you'd like to learn more or support their work, you can visit marysmealsusa.org. That's marysmealsusa.org. USA.org. I forgot to turn my phone on uh, airplane mode. Oh, did something happen? I don't know. I just heard some crackling. I didn't know if that was it or not. So oh. it's on airport, airplane mode now. Thank you. I'm, every one of our listeners is grateful to You're know welcome. that. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. Well, Mary's Meals is awesome. It, it is an awesome. It's, it is, but because those who were watching would oh, see that I was on the to, phone. On the, so you just wanted to seem like you right, weren't right. your normal, uncaring Mary's, self. Mary's Mill is, it's, it, actually, it's a really great ministry. Mom and dad and I, when we were in Scotland, I don't know if the headquarters are still in Scotland, but they were at if one time. If it isn't Scottish, it's crap. It's, yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, it, and I'm going to Scotland <gasps> in, in about two weeks. Really? Two and a half weeks, yeah. So oh. we'll talk about that later, but we won't talk about that now. No, we won't. We won't even mention it now. No, um, except for what we just did. But yeah, it, it used to be in uh, up around Craig's Lodge in Scotland, but I don't know where it is anymore. But it's really, actually, it really is a beautiful ministry. They do really, really wonderful oh, work. Oh, so, Cool. And before we go into our next segment, just something I was thinking of. Um, maybe you all have questions for us, uh, us being Father Dave and Deacon Bob. We'd like to start gathering emails. Well, I'm looking ahead. You know why? Why? Because once the finals are done, both hockey and basketball, 
we will have nothing to talk about. Except, of course, Baseball. for Major League Soccer. Baseball. Major League Soccer. So help us out. If you have questions. Now, I don't ask, like, profound spiritual questions. If, uh, the Why? dumber The dumber the question, the better. Because it's our opening segment. This is what we need it for. Oh, oh okay. So, you know, just... Whatever the question is, but we want to start banking them up so that when we hit July and August, we have something to talk about other than Baseball. Major League Soccer. Baseball. Major League Soccer. Hey, um, let's not spend a lot of time on this, okay? Too late. But Everton was going to get relegated, but I know, they didn't. but they didn't. So there you go. Oh, I'm so proud of you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. I yeah. was going to bring that up in the next episode, the uh, the relegation battle in Premier League soccer. Yeah, no, I was following it a little bit only because I was a part of a conversation about Everton. Remember when I said that that was going to be my team years ago? <laughs> Is you guys that right? Were, you guys were talking about Premier And I said, I have to, I've got to pick somebody. Yeah. So I picked Everton. Everton's a great choice. I got, that's what you told me then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I'd get their notifications and all that kind of thing. And then I finally turned it off. It's like, I have no idea what's going on. So when they were talking about Everton the other day, I said, that's my team. That's your team, baby. So, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. No, they, they're staying in it, which is amazing. So you had a nice week. A nice oh weekend. my goodness! I had an incredible weekend. So a wedding. How did everything go? So, you know, the story here is. Oh great. yeah, the story. I, I get to share the story with you because it's a beautiful and wonderful story. So this weekend, uh, this last weekend, my son, my oldest son, John, got married to Jocelyn. Congratulations to John and Jocelyn Rice. JJ. First, first um, and actually, what's funny is that Jocelyn's family. Everybody is a J. All the parents and all the kids. And, and, they're all, and your they're family all is all Rice's. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's an incredible wild. coincidence. So uh, John and Jocelyn got married last, uh, the, not just this weekend, but the previous weekend. And so that's my first uh, wedding in the family. My daughter Eliana just graduated high school this last Where Sunday. Where is she attending college? Franciscan. There you go. And um, it's a little weird, actually. The, the family dynamic is shifting now because she's the fourth of seven ch- children. Okay. So now we have more, more out. who graduated, and now we have our first wedding. So it really actually feels like kind of in the teeter-totter of things, the totter is going yeah. in one direction. It's exciting, but it's crazy. And in August, the beginning of August, we are going to welcome our first grandchild. Oh, you are. We are. It's Amazing. very, very exciting. Amazing. So. Um, yeah, John and Jocelyn. Jocelyn is, I guess, seven months pregnant if she's yeah. going to be due in the beginning of August. So back in November, uh, my son called me in with tears in his eyes and said, Dad, I screwed up. Uh, Jocelyn is pregnant. And, uh, you know, what I it was a moment of the Holy Spirit for me because I've had friends that have gone through this too, particularly Chris Paget. Yeah, yeah. And Chris said something to his daughter. That I that just came out of the mouth uh, of my own mouth, and I said, I said, John, this is wonderful news with horrible timing. You know, like you always want to celebrate the gift of life sure, sure. and the gift of love, and but the timing is horrible. And they, uh, you know, I can realize like God's plan is a good plan. Uh, it was hard for them to finish school sure. and to plan a wedding and to do all these things. But even before that had happened, he had asked uh, her father's hand for marriage. So they prayed about it and decided, no, actually what we feel like is going to be best for us and for the kid is to put a wedding together, you know, and try to, uh, you know, get married beforehand. So right. they got married kind of in like the shortest, shortest they did, available they the window. Months, right, right. Yeah, they did. They did the six month window and it was again, hard to finish school. John had to, uh, he he was doing a master's degree. He had at least put that on pause so he could really work. But what an incredible 
it was just an incredible celebration of grace. And, you know, um, I mean, there was a great moment in the vows where Father Dan said, are you willing to raise children (laughs) lovingly in the church? And she just kind of, you know, rubbed her belly and everybody laughed. And he said, we're going to have a problem if you say no to this. And what it occurred to me was, you know, my mom, I was talking to my mom about this. You know, my mom's 80, different generation, totally on board from the beginning. I thought she would actually really mm-hmm. freak out. And she said, you know, when I was younger, this would have this would have been shameful. You would have just hidden this. Uh, you, you know, you would have sent her off somewhere to have the mm-hmm. child and then come back and maybe. And it was such, it was just such a celebration of grace. It was a celebration of love. It was a celebration of freedom. I mean, it really made me realize that when you're in love, you're free. And perfect love casts out fear. And Everybody in the room knew what was up, but also, more importantly, everybody in the room knew that uh, these two, these two, this couple loves each other. They are faithful. They they love the Lord, and um, they're going to be great parents. Yeah, it was just it was just awesome. I mean, know, it was really amazing. Walking with you throughout this, and, and for lots of reasons, it was difficult for you guys. Yeah. you know, for yeah. you and Jen, and and. And on one, and, le- one level, and difficult on her side of the family yeah, yeah, too, yeah, right? The, yeah, the Lord absolutely works in it. It's not the way it's supposed to be. Yep, and, and that can't be dismissed. It's not the way it's supposed to be. It's not the way the Lord designed, but it is a testimony to how the Lord can work in the midst of right. our brokenness and our sinfulness. Honestly, yeah. and and the Lord does that and works in that. But it's the other part is that obviously John Jocelyn chose to keep the baby. Yeah, you know, in, right. In, in a world that that sees, oh, it's inconvenient, this timing isn't good, so we can take care of that. But they obviously right. chose not to do that. But that's not to say that, you know, just having walked with you, and, and I haven't actually talked to Jen about it, but you and I have talked quite a bit about it, it's it's difficult. You yeah. said it's difficult on just some of the conversations at the beginning and what is this right. going to look like and how is this going to work, and and then the Lord works things out. Yeah, I mean, John's conversations with his siblings, I know Jesse's yeah, conversation yeah, with yeah. her siblings, you know, it is, uh, yeah, it it is a, it, it's a recognition of what God can do. Yeah. You know, right? Like how, you know, I mean, on the first level, God wants to preserve us from all sin. Um, but on the second level, when we fall, he also can say, my grace is sufficient. Right. I can, it, it, we can give anything to the Lord and he can make it beautiful. And I think about that particularly in terms of being pro-life, you know, like how, you know, I always get a little worried actually when I, when I don't see, more pregnant young women yeah, you know, in, yeah, that, in that aspect. Yeah. You know, sadly, we know, uh, you know, that many people, uh, you know, what they're doing outside of marriage. And I, and I think, again, that witness of, okay, so when this happens, how do we respond as right, a community? Right, right. You know, I, I thought of it later, you know, um, just grateful for the grace. And, you know, my human instinct was, okay, I should yell, I should scream, I should say, what have you done, right? But, well, if I had the chance to do it before, that's what I would have done. But afterwards... How can I love you? How can I help you? Now, you know, John and Jocelyn had this burden. I mean, you don't want to call a life a burden, but it is a burden. Anybody that has kids knows that kids are a burden. And so you weren't, of course. No, No, but Tom. Oh, what a nightmare, huh? Um, But, um, you know, how now now Jenny and I just started to say. Why do you throw me under the bus? (laughs) Sorry, Tom. Rob. Right. We'll throw Rob under the bus. but then the question is, how do we help? How do we serve? And and really, in the terms of the sacrament, how do we how do we celebrate? You know how how do we make it just a joyous celebration? And I would say, 
um, again, this is just the power of God's grace, like transforming something that should have brought sin and shame and death and instead was a celebration of grace mm-hmm. and of life and of love. You know, they, you know, like many was students. Was the wedding fun or was it stressful? The wedding was a blast. That's great. The That's wedding great. was absolutely a blast. I mean, the. It's funny because in, in some parishes, for, uh, priests would say they'd rather have a funeral than a wedding because they, can be, right? they, well, they can be <laughs> such a train wreck, you know, so much stress and anxiety in the mothers and and. And honestly, you've never gone away unhappy to go to a funeral, but maybe you have for a wedding. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, the other the other joke is, you know, the the funeral was valid, right? So, the, <clears throat> I know I hadn't heard that yeah, joke yeah. before. Yeah. So, yeah, weddings can be really stressful because, you know, you're, you're two different families, different ways of approaching faith. Yeah. You know, some of the weddings, again, thank the Lord, all all my weddings, with the exception of just a couple, have all been kids related to Franciscan University. So they yeah. really get what's going on. But a lot of the parishes out there, the only reason they're getting married in the church is because mom and dad say, if you want us to pay for this, it's going to be at St. Bartholomew's, yeah, you know? Right. Yeah. So so weddings are complicated. So the fact that you had a wedding that was wonderful and being able to celebrate and la- I'm, I'm yeah. guess a little bit of laughter. A lot of laughter. Yeah. A lot yeah. of I've seen a couple moments. of the pictures and the videos. One of the videos I want to talk to you about your youngest oh. son. Okay, Aiden? Yes. Oh, yeah. So John gave him a flask. Yeah. He yeah. gave all the groomsmen a flask. Yeah, and yeah. then he gave, so he put lemonade in yeah, the flask. Yeah, that's great. It just, it's a great image. But yeah, my nine-year-old walking nine-year-old around kid. sipping from a flask was yeah. like, this is not the path I want this son to go on. So I, I thought I'd have that conversation yeah. later. There you go. There with you him. go. There's a real beautiful moment that John did that none of us knew about. So there was the dance. Uh, Jocelyn danced with her father. Um, you know, John danced with uh, Jen his mother, and then, um, and then they made an announcement that John was going to dance with, with you, with my mom. No, oh, with my oh, mom, oh. Um, because it uh, this week actually uh, tomorrow is the fifth anniversary of my dad's death. Oh, God bless him! And so uh, they played uh, "Fly Me to the Moon," which was a recording my dad did. He oh, played great. saxophone on it, and so that came over the loudspeaker and. Of course, my mom had no idea what was going on, and and uh, you know, just to honor that's really beautiful. Just to honor my oh my gosh, I'm almost still crying. Now. Yeah, like yeah. it was like the moment of like it was already an emotional day, and then it was like that was the knife. It oh, was like go. we're all just oh that's great bawling. But you know, it was it was hard to be. Um, this was like the first you know the first wedding, the first major celebration, and sure. then to realize oh dad's not here for sure, that. Sure, you know, it was it was sure. a tough memory, but a beautiful way to celebrate him. And I'm really glad that John had the forethought really to think thoughtful. about yeah. how can I have pop as a part of That's this really celebration. Thoughtful. John's a thoughtful kid. He's yeah, a very yeah, thoughtful yeah. kid. So honeymoon, what they do? They um, they went away to somewhere in um, Pennsylvania, only about two hours away. So okay. if you could pray for uh, John and Jocelyn and their baby. Um, so they just decided. Do they boy or girl? Do it's going to be a boy. Okay, okay. Don't know the name yet. And uh, so they decided let's just stay close Sure, Just in case sure, sure, they sure. anything medical Do you think they'll name him David? I mean, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're all hoping. hoping so. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to talk to John or will you do it? Yeah, um, I'll have that conversation. Okay, okay, you know, okay. that's more of a father-son conversation. Is, yeah, yeah. But thank you for respecting our privacy in this difficult it's time. Least I could do. It's, well, no, you could do less, but that's okay. <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> so, um, so they stayed nearby. They're going to have the baby, and I think they're going to do a baby moon or something, as they Good. call that. So once... Yeah, it's it's just gonna be great. So yeah, I I usually don't like weddings. I really liked this one. That's great. I'm looking forward to the rest of them That's of great. the kids. I figured of my five of my seven kids, there'll be five weddings, and two ordinations slash vows. 
okay. of some sort. That's my plan. And okay. I would like to have uh, at least 25 grandchildren. Okay. Which is reasonable. I'd like to be a patriarch. I don't think that's unreasonable at all. Yeah, that's my goal. And and generally that's how it works is you're the one who decides those kinds of things. Oh, yeah. Well, I've told them all these things and they're very good children, so they should be obedient. Why wouldn't they be? Exactly. They have been in every other area. You are the best. I know. Anyway. So there. Praise God. Dead time on on (laughs) podcasts are always. Although, what do you say after he's saying I'm the best? I mean, what is there else to add to it? Just bask in the affirmation. Bask in the bestness. No, that was great. Well, I was praying for you that day. I was obviously away on vacation, so I wasn't able to go to the wedding. Yeah. But it was great. You might have liked it, actually. Um, Probably. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I like, it sounds horrible. I like weddings. I really do. I like weddings. It's just people. But it's it's just. The people at the wedding. No, no, it's a joke that sometimes the receptions just go a little long. So so it's the, the joke, especially those that know me, is how long will it. I right. actually stay yeah, just, at the reception. Just, just put bets down. Yeah, for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, I'm sure it was a blast. Yeah. Where was the reception? Uh, well, so the wedding was at Christ the King, right. which was also sweet because that's where Jenny and I got married. So oh, that was great. beautiful. And then just St. Florian Hall out in Wintersville. Oh, good, oh, good. That's which was nice. lovely. No, that's nice. Everything that's was so nearby. Good. And actually the reception flew by. I mean, I think the reception was from like 7 to 10. Okay. So but la- next thing I know, they're leaving and we're blowing bubbles. I guess we don't throw rice anymore. I read that uh, somewhere. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Why don't, don't we know. keep moving? Okay, sounds yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, we're in ordinary time. We are. Which is exciting. We are, but today, for those of you who are listening, a couple of days Monday, ago was... Mary, Mother of the Church. Which I really like. It's a fairly new feast. Yeah, Francis, um, what was that? About four or five years ago, uh, he had... It's, so it's a floating date. It's the date after... Pentecost Sunday. It's the Monday, the Monday after, Pentecost after Pentecost. Right. Is now a celebration of Mary, the mother of the church, which is really, really cool. It, it hasn't cool. completely caught on, I guess. Yeah, some, it's cool. It's if you think about it, Monday, uh, Sunday, the Pentecost is really the beginnings of the church. You, we you right. s- celebrate Happy Birthday, right? And then to have the next day be Mary, the mother of the church, I thought was just a stroke of genius. Now it's something that has been celebrated in some areas, but not universally. Right. So for the Holy Father to declare that, I thought was wonderful. I love some of the feasts that Pope Francis has given. I've elevated, yeah, um, I agree. What are some of the other like well, Mary Magdalene as an apostle? And, and that's the other, that's the that's one, the rock there's star. Probably move. others, but I agree. Like that was one of those things that as soon as he did that, it's like okay, that makes sense. Yeah. He also added Saint Joseph into the canons. Okay. So that was the other thing, and that would that was something that had been actually. I remember when I was a young priest, there was a like this thing poll that you signed. Asking the Holy Father who would have been St. John Paul now to put Joseph in the canon, and obviously he chose not By to do By the canon, uh, this is the Eucharistic prayer right, that right, we're talking right. about when you list up all the yeah. saints. Yeah, yeah. so it's always Blessed Mother and Joseph are mentioned at all of them. Yeah. So that was good, and the Mary Magdalene. But it was interesting, one of the things that was interesting, when John Paul was shot, apparently this is the way the story goes, John Paul right. was shot in, in there taking him out of the square. And the story that I heard, whether how accurate, who knows, was that he was kind of looking around, and there was no image of Our Lady in the Vatican Square, huh. which is interesting. You think, right, right, right. So after that, he put an image of Our Lady, Mother of the Church. So if you look over by the uh, where the Wednesday audience is, there's a little yeah brick area, and it's got this. It looks like it's a mosaic of Our Lady, Mother of the Church. Huh. So when Pope Francis spoke of making this Monday the Our Lady, the Mother of the Church, he used that image as the representation of it. So, That's beautiful. Yeah. That's really, really cool. There you go. So today's that. And then Sunday. Uh, Most Holy Trinity. And who are the Trinity, Bob? 
Um, the Trinity, I'll just play it straight. Okay. The Father, Son, and the Holy <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> not sure how you else you were going to play that, but that's... I was going to go Kevin Love, LeBron James, okay, and Kyrie okay, Irving, okay, but okay. I thought, no, I won't do that. We, okay. We're already done with our sports yeah, action. People so. are like, oh, I thought we were through that part. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and Leonard Fournette. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah exactly, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful and a wonderful feast day. I really love... It's not... It's kind of funny. I was, I was, I was about to say the beginning of ordinary time, yeah. but ordinary time already began. You always have those weird couple weeks right. between Christmas and the Easter season, and then you kick back in coming off of the Easter season with just amazing feasts. You've got um, Most Holy Trinity, and then you've got Corpus Christi, and then um, after that is the well. That, that next Friday is Sacred Heart and then yeah. Immaculate Heart of yeah. Mary. Yeah. Am I missing something? No, I think so. I, I was just thinking, my goodness, we're already there. It Didn't it seem like Easter season went really quickly? It did, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So Trinity Sunday, uh, one of the things that was funny when we were in seminary, with the first day of class, and we took a class on Trinity, they say um, Trinity is a mystery, uh, which means, it was interesting, one of the definitions they said of mystery was interesting. It says, a mystery is something that you cannot say, you, you can say something about it, but you just can't say everything about it. Hmm. And I thought that was an interesting thing. So they went on to say, you know, that you're, it's mystery, you really right. can't say everything. And then we're going to spend an entire semester talking about what we can't <laughs> say, right? Because it's interesting, most, not most, it may, maybe it's fair to say most, but a large percentage of heresies in the church are related around the Trinity. Yeah, right. You know, and you can say something that sounds absolutely right, but it's just not, it's you just know, a little yet, bit off. Yeah. And it's just in that little bit off is literally right. things, wars have been fought right. over right. that little bit. That's well, off. I love, um, there's a theologian, Hello Berlach. <clears throat> he wrote a book on heresies and he had a great quote. He said, the reason heresies exist for so long is because of the amount of truth they contain. Well, that's interesting. You know, that a blasphemy is ob an obvious call. Right, like right, it's right. just c completely contrary to God, but a heresy is like, 90% true or 80% true. Yeah. And the reason it exists is because it's somewhat true. Yeah. But it's just that element, you know, like as they were, you know, in the early church trying to figure out Jesus, is he fully God and fully man? That's the, that's the truth of it. But then there were some things like he was fully God, but he was man when he was on earth. And then he stopped right, being right, man right, when right. he ascended. It's like, well, no, no, no. But that was, that's close. So it sticks around a little bit, right? Yeah. So a couple of things that, that just, it's interesting. I didn't necessarily know we were going to talk about heresy, but I think we have this attitude oftentimes that heretics are evil people, mm. but that often wasn't the case. Right. You know, they were just, they were wrestling with really complicated, very subtle issues yes. and a person came down and we have, you know, burn the heretic and right. Again, there were some that were sure. very animate, but the most of them, they're trying to figure things out, and it turns out. Now, that's where the question becomes. It's, in fact, somebody you can't label somebody a heretic unless they've been presented with the teaching that they're doing is wrong. Right. allows them the opportunity to reflect on that, to study it, and say, okay, my goodness, I was wrong. Yes. Or saying, you know, you're wrong. Then you become labeled a heretic. But right. somebody doesn't just slip in here, oh, I accidentally said something <laughs> heretical. Because I'm, right. I'm relatively certain that you could go back on homilies or talks that you and I have given, oh, and yes. there's something in there. It's like, wait a minute, did I you wish, really mean to I say wish I that? Could bring like, that? No, one I back. didn't mean to say that. Well, in the first few centuries of the church, you can find all of the church fathers saying something, on quote-unquote, heretical, which right. is to say it hadn't been officially clarified by the church, and they're... 
they're throwing. You can find things that Augustine said that you uh, go, Aquinas. oh, that's is not right. As late right. as Aquinas. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but you're you're absolutely right. At least in terms of, it's a difference of a theologian who is trying to be faithful and is trying to find the right way to articulate God's revelation. And because of our human frailty, sometimes we're just going to articulate that revelation wrong. Um, you know, like we're not going to get the language right. The the question is, when presented with the truth, right, right. do we go? Okay, you know, I, I submit to that. That mm-hmm. that makes sense, and that would be the difference, I would say. Exactly. You know, between a theologian who is really trying to articulate the truths of the faith in a new manner, right, and a quote unquote heretic who I know this is what the church teaches. But I don't, I don't believe care. it. Right, I don't right. care. I don't believe it. I think it's wrong. Cetera, and, and that's and that's the danger is that if if you're so concerned that and again we probably have to nuance nuance this, but. Uh, of making a mistake, then you never actually ask tough questions. Right. You know, theology and, and really doing theology is is getting into the messiness of some yeah. of this and wrestling with it and asking questions. And some people get very intimidated by that. You shouldn't even ask questions. You, well, you, you need to be able to do that because we wouldn't come to the, understand the deeper beauties of the truth if we wouldn't have had men and women who are willing to raise these really hard questions, really yeah. complex. You know, is Jesus of the same substance or is he of the similar substance? I mean, this yeah. homoousius question that the early church really wrestled with was men and women who were really willing to ask really tough questions, wrestle with it, debate, argue, sometimes excommunicate, <laughs> and yes. then bring them back, right? Right, right, right. So that's that's all part. So happy Holy Trinity, and don't we worry can, if you don't totally understand it all. Well, and you know, the, in many ways, we are, as a church, we're, we're grateful for heresy. Heresy gives the church an opportunity to clarify what she teaches on things. You look, even in the life it's of the church. It's heretical to say we're grateful for heresy, but I, I know where you're going. But you know where yeah. I'm going with it, right? You know, like it's this idea yeah, that it's... Here, uh, even uh, when we look at the Protestant Reformation, for example, and then the Catholic Reformation sure, that followed sure. it, many of the things the church clarified was needed, be, to, yes. needed to be clarified because if it wasn't for the Protestant Reformation in that sense, right. people were proposing something different. Now the church goes, oh, you know, like the seven Help sacraments. That's absolutely were, right. We're absolutely clarified. Uh, yeah. Our books of the Bible, like— we hadn't specifically had, had an ecumenical council that clarified what are the books of the Bible. They were just always there, yeah. you know, in, in the Vulgate. And so, um, you know, in many ways, just like a disease can help your body build up antibodies and make you even healthier and stronger yeah, right. in a I similar see. way in the life of the church. So maybe we're not grateful, but... No, no, the, it, it you helps. You know what like, I mean, though. Yeah, absolutely. It helps yeah. us clarify and bring, uh, bring understanding, clarity to these tough questions. So I'm preaching this weekend. <clears throat> okay. Are you preaching this weekend? Nope. Okay, so this is what I want your help with. Am I? I don't know. No. All right, so I'm giving a homily about the Trinity. Okay. What practically is helpful for someone in a pew? Like, I, I'm good with the person right. nature. I can do a happy little explanation yeah. of that. Three-leaf three clover. Exactly. I'll bring in, I'll bring in shamrocks, yeah. and I'll pass them out to oh, everybody. Yeah. But you know what? I always find that sometimes when I've heard these homilies before, yes, I think the intellectual explanation of the Trinity is good. Mm. I'm actually suffering a little bit like, <clears> so, and mine then, is, so what? Yeah, Kinda, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mine is always in, and I go back to Bishop Sam Jacobs about relationship. Mm. God is by its nature. God's nature is relationship. The relationship between the Father, the Son, the relationship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's just it. This we have a danger that we make the Trinity this theological obscure. Yeah. How do we understand it when it's 
God wants to have a relationship with us. Yeah. And God reveals himself to us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that's that's where I'd go. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. There you go. Yeah, because if we want to love somebody, we need to know them. Yep, yep. And he shares himself with us so that we can fall more deeply in love with him. Amen. Even if he's a little bit different than us. A lot different and a lot similar. I was going to say, well, we're a lot like him. Yep, yep. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's a lot like us. Amen. Mystery. Heresy. <laughs> Would you pray? All right, God bless you, Bob. You're preaching this weekend. You'll be in my prayers. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Would you bless our listeners? Yes, Lord, continue to ask your blessing upon us. Lord, we thank you for the church. We thank you for men and women, theologians, who give their life to the study of the church, of Scripture, of teachings of the church. Uh, Continue to allow them to be faithful to you. Bless us as we draw into a deeper relationship with the Holy Trinity. And bless our families, particularly that family member who is suffering most today. May the Lord bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. What was that? I'm just not hitting the buttons right. No, you're not. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this podcast. Send us an email, hope at franciscan.edu. Stupid things you want us to talk about. Stupid things you want us to talk about. And God bless you. Amen. Amen. What, did you miss something? I don't know. Franciscan.edu? Yeah. All right.